Welcome to the Military Child Education Coalition podcast, the show that illuminates a wide range of challenges and triumphs our military children experience. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host. This episode was made possible thanks to the support from the Naval Officer Spouses Club, Hampton Roads. Joining us today is Chloe Hernandez to discuss how her experience of being a military kid influenced her desire to advocate for mental health. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure. And Chloe and I are actually here at the MSET Global Summit, where Chloe had the chance to talk to some of our student-to-students S2S students that are here for the summit. So, Chloe, I'm curious, what did you chat with um, these? Are the high schoolers, middle schoolers? Uh, there was a good group between middle school and high school there today. Um, we kind of talked a lot about just like the anxiety around moving, um, whether it be just finding your group to sit with at lunch or who you're going to talk to in your classes, um, different anxieties around that. Okay. That is definitely a very important topic and something that we're seeing more and more in the news and different articles, you know, particularly because of COVID. And you're, you yourself are a military kid, is that right? Yes. So can you tell our audience just a little bit about you? Yeah, so I grew up as a military kid. I moved about eight times all around the country to a variety of different states. And with that, I definitely experienced a lot of anxiety in my moves, um, you know, just trying to fit in or trying to adjust or different adaptations to different things um, that all come with military life. I can certainly understand as a mom of three and all my kids have moved multiple times. My oldest went to three different high schools. As a lot of our listeners know, you know, there can definitely be some anxiety with transition. So how did you find ways to cope with that frequent transition? Yeah. So I think the most important thing when you're moving or dealing with these anxieties is definitely to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone, which, you know, that can be really hard, but At the end of the day, too, there's always going to be those people that are there to support you and cheer you on constantly. Um, So kind of finding that group. I know when I moved from North Dakota to Northern Virginia, which was a huge transition, I was fortunate enough to find three best friends, uh, Caitlin, Abby, and Angelica. And we're all able to kind of bond over being military children. And it was just really nice to have that support system in place. I like that advice. So what you're saying is to look for your people. Everybody has at least one person out there and it may be a little bit uncomfortable, but just putting yourself out there, trying to make those connections. And you've done that all the way through your high school career. And now you're at the West Virginia university. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> so you are attending college there and you recently were voted in as the student government association president. So congratulations. That's quite the accolade. I'd love to talk a little bit about the platform that you ran on. One of your main concerns was the stigma around mental health and seeking support. So why is this topic so important to you? Yeah. So, you know, growing up to like as a military child and then with COVID and the addition of that, uh, mental health has always been something that I've been primarily concerned about. Um, you know, just like through conversations with my peers or just, you know, my mom and my dad as well. Mental health is kind of something that's always been in the background. And I think especially now in an amplified kind of state with the pandemic and social media, mental health has definitely become more prevalent and the stigma around it 
is definitely kind of resolving some, but it's still kind of there. So just really working through to support peers has always been a cornerstone of at least my personal advocacy work that I've now taken into the SGA presidency as well. I agree with you. I think there have been lots of strides made to uh, expanding mental health resources, you know, making things available for people, but there is still that stigma behind asking for help, you know, and as military kids, they're typically, you know, they're raised to be told they're resilient, you know, and so sometimes when you're told you're resilient, I wonder, does that mitigate asking for help? Does that mean, oh, okay, I should be able to handle this because I'm a military kid and I'm resilient. Did you find that as an experience for you growing up in the military community? Oh, definitely. Um, I remember a few times when mom would like pull me inside and just be like, Chloe, like, it's okay. Like, if you're feeling anxious, like, we can talk about it. We can get you to talk to someone else about it. Like, whatever's going to help you because there are a lot of good resources out there. And they're hard to ask for sometimes because, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, man, like, I am supposed to be resilient or I am supposed to like have like the strong sort of face, but recognizing you can still be strong while seeking out these resources, I think is super important and just kind of just destigmatizing mental health um, in general is really important because at some point everyone struggles with anxiety. I think about like 98% of people will experience anxiety um, at some point in their lives. So it's definitely okay to seek out those resources. Agree with you, and I think one of the ways to do it is by having conversations, whether it's conversations like this on a podcast, your parents being open about mental health and, and talking to you, and then utilizing your position as student government president, being able to have a voice and to share those stories. So for other military kids that are out there, what advice would you give them in terms of as they're approaching college or maybe, you know, they're leaving high school, they're enlisting, like that next step, what advice would you want to leave with them? Yeah, so turning 18 and going off into the world, whether it be college or enlisting or any other career kind of aspiration can definitely be a challenging time and process. But, you know, just finding that kind of community, whether it be other military kids or other kids with a similar interest in like sports or other activities you might be involved in. I know when I went to college, I joined a sorority as well. And that was a huge um, help to me because I was able to find so many friends with similar interests and always kind of have that group because, you know, people, I think, make us strong as well. I think friends are the greatest resource. So kind of having that group to always talk to or confide in and also have fun with and laughs with is super important. Absolutely. You know, you don't necessarily need a lot of friends, but just even just one really good friend that is available to you that you connect with and that you can just be open and honest with. And so very blessed to have that. And sometimes it's hard to find, particularly when you're transitioning so much. So I appreciate that that's a focus for you all the way through college. And I appreciate that it was something that was constantly on your mind. In fact, even back in high school, you did some sort of program to help promote connecting. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was really similar to student to student, but my school unfortunately didn't have one. So me and those four best friends I mentioned a little bit ago um, started a club called Military Connected Youth. And it was really great because, you know, that anxiety that you have a lot of times is like going to lunch for the first time at a new school. So our main focus was just kind of always being that first base for new military uh, youth to come in and always have someone at least on the first day to sit with them at lunch and show them around to their classes and just have that person. So you could always text like, hey, like, I'm not sure what to bring to gym class. 
so you have someone to ask or hey i'm not sure about this lunch food kind of stuff like that and then you know over time like they might either stay friends or they find their own group of friends but just having that initial resource to kind of always go to and have questions so you're never alone is the focus i agree and i think msec also has developed the purple star school program that has different elements but in one of the elements is something very similar to that and i think that's such a great idea and so creative i'm wondering though talking about college now how do you think your military experience impacted what you have decided to pursue in college? Yeah, so, you know, I think seeing my dad always adapting and going off to whether it be a different deployment or a different station or having a different position um, really inspired me to kind of have that same sort of embodiment in my personal life and my career choices. And watching him too, he was always really charismatic to help whoever he was around or whoever was and his squadron or things like that. So seeing that inspired me definitely to pursue a career in uh, medicine, which is why I'm majoring in neuroscience and definitely help to pursue my advocacy work, um, whether it be for the people just around me initially, people I don't know, or just different clubs in the student body now. <laughs> that is very cool and very exciting, very tough. You would probably have the MCATs coming up pretty soon yeah. that you're studying <laughs> for. So. I wish you luck on that. My son is also preparing for that. It's certainly a very daunting test to think about. I have to say I'm a little surprised about the amount of things that you're invested in. You know, for a lot of kids your age, they struggle with finding their purpose, finding what they're interested in. And there's a mantra out there from the Travis Manion Foundation called, if not me, then who? And you really seem to embody that phrase. So I'm wondering, why is it so important to you to invest in your community? Yeah, so investing in your community definitely always has a payoff, whether it be for the people around you in your community, or even to help kind of what you want to do in your life and in your goals. Um, it's really important to just invest and see. Um, I, knew, I know I've never really known exactly what I was interested in. There's been a lot of failed attempts at different sports or different clubs, but, you know, eventually after trying everything, I was able to kind of find my passion in advocacy work and helping people around me. And I think what really ignited that as well, besides my parents, so just kind of seeing all the different walks of life and different moves, whether it be different cultures or just different people in different states and different conversations, just kind of having that foundation and seeing like, hey, I have this amazing ability to help other people um, and help the community around me so that we can all be successful and try to strive to be happy. So all those good things. <laughs> I like that. I like that answer. And I, I like the fact that through everything that you shared, I think what uh, you didn't share, but kind of comes through is keeping an open mind. Yes, definitely. Keeping an open mind to what's coming next and how you can embrace it and make it part of your life. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, Chloe. It's been so fun chatting with you. And I'm looking forward to finding out what you do in the future. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. If you enjoyed this episode, like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to leave us a comment to let us know the topics you want to hear more about. We'd like to give a special thanks again to the Naval Officer Spouses Club, Hampton Roads, for supporting this episode, and we hope you will too by giving today's show a five-star rating. 
For more information about MSEC's programs, go to www.militarychild.org. I'm Susan Sellers, and until next time, live a great story.